0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Faith2Go, to your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions with your friends and with your family. I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego.
1: And I'm Hannah Wilder,
2: and I am the curate at St. Mark's Episcopal Church in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the family minister at St. Paul's Cathedral, also in San Diego.
0: And today I have the honor of being here with two Faith to go champs, as they lovingly refer to themselves. Thank you, Hannah and Maya, for being here for this conversation today. We have been laughing already, and I cannot wait to hear how it all goes. We are
2: the champions. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how that sounds on Zoom where we cut each other out because of our
0: audio. <laughs> Already. So, so good i think that we've all become accustomed to the sound of zoom audio it is the reality of the pandemic for everybody so we had this conversation right before we were getting started about where we see god this week and we thought that god's presence was very real for all of us this week in different ways and that it would be fun for us each to share where we experienced god this week and hannah offered to get us started
1: Yes, I would like to go and just say that I had this amazing experience after church on Sunday. I was at St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in Pacific Beach, and after the service was over, it was me and three other people hanging out outside in the courtyard in the sunshine with masks on, and we were just enjoying each other's company. And it was like an impromptu hangout in person, and it just reminded me of... When we used to do that pre-pandemic and um, you know, sure there were things that we all could have gone on and done with our day, but it really was like we were just lingering because we enjoyed each other's presence and I felt so much that you know where two or three are gathered, God is there. and I, I was basking in that in the moment and all week I've been just basking in it. so yeah, that was pretty awesome.
0: The gift of presence is such a tangible thing right now. It feels holy to actually be in another human being's presence, especially like those little intimate groups that way where you're able to like see and be seen. I think that's really powerful.
2: Can't wait. Can't wait till we can do that again all the time. But yeah, it's certainly making me appreciate those kinds of moments as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I saw God this week uh, in the mailbox because I forgot to tell you both that my cousin also sent me a letter um, so I have a nine-year-old cousin in Denver and his name is Soren and I got a letter and it was just a reminder of how much uh, I love my family and how much God loves me and how much Soren loves me and you know I think letter writing is increasingly uncommon um, in all age groups and so to have you know this little note written by my nine-year-old cousin was just like wow it's really amazing.
0: Well, and I love that because again, that's tangible, Maya, right? Like it's something you held in your hand that was like a visual representation of how much Soren loved you and then also how much God loves you. Yeah,
2: no, totally. And I have it. I I put in a little scrapbook, my little bullet journal, and I'll have it forever.
0: That's really sweet. That's really sweet. And so mine is on the funnier side. And I I want to share it because like so often i think that we look for the beauty of connection to god or god's presence in those moments where we are sad Um, but this is a moment of levity where god was very real to me and that was with senior kindergarten at christ church day school last week and they were all over the place like all over the place And I could not get them focused to be able to talk about like what we were gonna talk about. And I had this super fun activity planned. And so I was like, okay, y'all, we're gonna do a breath prayer. And so I had them doing some deep breathing and we were doing it where we were using our hands to help us know how to fill our lungs. So we were raising our hands on our in-breath and pushing it back down on our out breath. And we did it three times. And then I started to try to give them language to go with it. So we were doing God gives me and then focus on the out-breath and God gives me and then peace on the out-breath and then we kept going and I was letting them populate it with whatever word they wanted to use and I was being quiet on the out breath so I could hear all of them pray um, because listening to children pray, well, that's a God moment in and of itself, right? And so yeah. it's going and it's so beautiful. It's love and it's friendship and it's kind words. And there is this darling girl just to my left and I happen to kind of pay attention to her on the last one. And she goes, God gives me a pet cheetah. <laughs> a pet cheetah a pet cheetah (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) right and so I turned to her and I said oh darling I'm not sure you know it works that way we use breath prayer to connect to God and to quiet our hearts and and she's like oh okay God gives me peace But then afterwards, I'm like, who am I to discount however she's going to connect to God? If she wants to say God gives me a pet cheetah and that is how she is connecting to God this day, it certainly brought me joy.
2: Ask and you shall receive my child.
0: Right? (laughs) Right. Maybe she
1: could get connected to like Tiger King or something and he could get it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Maybe not.
0: Maybe that's not the best idea. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's not say we did. That's
0: awesome. How cute. Right. So, we want to hear from you, though. We want to hear about your God sightings, whether they are tangible or whether they are humorous, whether they are filled with deep connection, whether they came at a sad moment, whether it was the gift of presence of another person or a letter that came in the mail. We want to hear about them, so please send us your God sightings. You can send them to us by email at faith at through our website, myfaith2go.org, or through Instagram, faith2go. All of the things faith to go, but we do want your God sighting. So if you had one this week, if one of the ones you heard us tell reminded you of a similar experience that you had, please send them to us in a note and we'll share them next week on the podcast. And so I think, my friends, that that brings us to the gospel for today. So in just a moment, I'm going to read the gospel for us. Um, It is the gospel for the first Sunday in Lent. I can't believe it. Epiphany is going to be over. This will be the last Sunday of Epiphany when you are listening to the podcast. And the Sunday that will be coming will be for February 21st, which will be the first Sunday in Lent. And that is Mark chapter one, verses nine through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news.
1: Okay, and so we are in the gospel of Mark. We're in year B, and that is Mark's year. So he is setting up for us this whole season of Lent. And remember, Mark is the one who moves very quickly. So we have three really quick episodes from Jesus' life. We have his baptism. His time in the wilderness, and then his starting the ministry. So, three big things in his life in six verses, basically. (laughs) And um, we think about this foundational story of Jesus being in the wilderness as the foundation for Lent. It's the 40 days leading up to Easter, excluding Sundays. And then it culminates in our Holy Week, which is got Maundy, Thursday, Good Friday, and then um, the great vigil of Easter and Easter Sunday. And it's really a season or a time for increasing Mm self-awareness and self-reflection because Jesus is doing that in the desert. He's learning and questioning himself in the desert. So that's the model for our Lenten discipline is looking at Jesus's discipline in the desert. That's pretty much the context for this gospel. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. And I think that that then takes us to our first point, which belongs to Maya.
2: Thanks. Um, Context is always well appreciated. Um, So, yeah, we're coming off hot from the baptism of Jesus Um, again. But he's, you know, God proclaims so boldly, so explicitly, perhaps in the most bold and explicit way God can. Well, God can do whatever, so I'm not going to say that. But you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And here we are with that word immediately um, in Mark. We see that one a lot. And Jesus is immediately taken into the desert and tempted by Satan and questioning his identity and um, perhaps forgetting what was explicitly spoken to him loudly. The um, heavens opened and the spirit came down like a dove and it was plain as day really um this message of your beloved you are my son you are my child and so i'm wondering as we're going into the season of lent i don't know not necessarily i wonder but man how quick are we to forget uh even and we don't get those moments often or at least not i personally have not had a sky opening up dove <laughs> descending on me while i was getting baptized but i'm not gonna eliminate that from possibility for any of y'all but that's never happened to me but even in circumstances where I have felt so boldly and so plainly and claimed that identity that has been spoken upon me of I am God's child I am beloved not but like a day later 10 seconds later the next second <laughs> I'm questioning myself I I just forget I completely go in the wilderness like, there are days where I just don't don't think about God at all. And I'm just in my own little self-questioning cocoon. That can be very uh, pervasive in quarantine where I don't see other human beings for most of the day because um, the people I live with work. And it's just me and my little anxieties, my little worries. And I don't see anyone else. And I have to make an effort to go outside. And man, don't do I forget, you know, here I am preaching to a bunch of kids and youth. God loves you. God's amazing. Oh, let me forget about this. And that happens in scripture a bit, right? We saw that with uh, the Israelites and God demonstrated that he had their back, that he wouldn't forsake them, that he'd take care of them by opening, you know, the Red Sea, no small feet. And immediately they're complaining, immediately they're forgetting kind of why they're there or what they're there to do. So So that's the best of us. (laughs) You make such a good point about like this
1: whole pandemic and quarantine time is like one big wilderness because we're really cut off from one another. And we know that we are God bearers. We bear the image of God and to not have that connection on a regular basis is really hard. So, I I feel what you're feeling too, and I feel for you, and I just want to encourage you and everybody out there that you are God's beloved and God
2: is well pleased with you. That's right. Well, and I think I don't have a sky opening moment, that'll do.
0: (laughs) 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 But I also think that one of my takeaways and what Maya was just sharing with us is that it happened to Jesus, and that that means that I need to give myself some grace right? That Jesus did have the sky open up and the dove come down and the resounding voice of God saying, you are my beloved with whom I am well pleased. And then in his time of trial in the desert, there were those moments of doubt and worry, understandably. And if it could happen to Jesus, then Maybe I need to cut myself a break when it comes to me. And I do need to remember that I am still God's beloved child, but certainly the opportunity to afford myself grace is something that I need regularly. And this is just a reminder that we all deserve God's love. We are God's beloved child and that any one of us can forget at any given time and we just need to continually remind each other.
2: True. Retweet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, that we, we all go
1: through wilderness, even Jesus. Yeah, that's a great point, Charlotte.
0: Yeah, so and I think that that actually takes us to my point, um, which Maya kind of spoke a little bit about is she talked about Jesus's transition. But I do want to talk about again, this word immediately um, that we have in the Gospel of Mark. And it's right after the baptism and the sky opening and the voice from heaven that the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And I want to talk about it from two different angles, I think, because the first of which is how quickly that transition happened, that in this gospel, in the gospel of Mark, we go from the baptism story to the temptation in the wilderness in the blink of an eye, that it is just... It just happens right away. And I think that there is a piece to consider in that about how quickly things can happen in general. Sometimes life feels like it's going really slow and we're stuck in a time lapse, you know, where nothing ever seems to change and it's going on and on. And then in other moments in life, the transitions are so fast that it's almost impossible to catch your breath in them, that it, it, it completely knocks you off of your feet. And you're like, how did I go from everything being fine to everything being a disaster? And all I did was close my eyes for a second. And that happened right here in this story, right? Like everything wasn't just fine. Everything was glorious. And then the next minute, Jesus is off to the desert to be tempted. And I think that that's really powerful for us to consider is how quickly things can change, not just in our own lives, but because they changed that way for Jesus too. Um, That there was this big moment of revelation and glory and celebration that then transitioned into this time of trial. But I also want to say, who drove him into the wilderness? I think that that's a really important thing to consider, Because we think about the wilderness story and the temptation in the desert, and Hannah is going to talk more about that for sure. But it was the spirit that drove him into the desert, didn't lead him into the desert, didn't walk by his side into the desert, drove him into the desert, was like, okay, you're baptized, now it's time for the next thing. Let's go. And for me, that's just such a reminder that the spirit is moving. I always am willing to give the spirit credit for moving when something good happens, when I've been praying about something, or when I know that a friend has had something glorious happen in their life, or where I can see change is beginning to unroll in the world around me, and I'll be like, oh, the spirit is moving, right? And I think that I get very caught up in that aspect of the spirit moving, but the spirit is always moving. The spirit isn't given The symbol of a dove every time we describe the spirit. Sometimes it is fire. Sometimes it is wind. Sometimes the earth is shaking. And I think that it's important to remember that the spirit moves in a lot of different ways. And that sometimes those moments in our life that feel like they are so tumultuous and that we are alone, that the spirit is moving in those too. Um, And that we sometimes maybe we're not paying attention or maybe we don't understand what is happening to us, but that doesn't mean that the spirit isn't there in that moment. And maybe the spirit is walking with us. Maybe the spirit is this incredibly strong wind blowing us into the next thing, driving us the way Jesus got driven into his next thing. Because let's be honest, Jesus needed to go there. It was part of his story. It's what needed to happen. And it was hard, but he needed to go. And I think that that's important for me to remember that sometimes this piece that I'm going into, this hard piece, this challenge is part of my story and I need to live it.
1: Yeah. And I love that you focused on the word drove because, you know, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I want to avoid pain at all costs, but actually I need to go there sometimes. And it's God who pushes us there. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we can like grow is really to experience some pain and suffering. isn't that sometime.
0: terrible?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wish it weren't so, but I think that it is. I wish Sometimes I could it go. feels like we're getting hijacked like God shoved us in a van and drove us to the world <laughs> we, you know? like drove <laughs> <laughs> like a white van with no windows like a <laughs> right. <laughs> Or, I was thinking like mean girls, like Regina George, like get in, loser, we're going to get tempted. I don't know if you want to put that in there. That is like mean
1: girls. Yeah,
2: but like for good, like in our best interest. In our best
0: interest. And sometimes it's hard to realize the things that are happening in our life, how they will end up. And that's not me saying that that we should be grateful for every bad thing that happens to us in our life. I don't think that that's fair or real either. But I do think there is the opportunity to realize that we are never alone in the good times and the hard times and the times when we feel like we're being pushed and pulled that we are never alone in those times.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that relates to my point, which is about being in the wilderness and, you know. We start off this passage with Jesus being baptized, and I believe that whether you're baptized or not, you're a beloved child of God. It's just that your baptism is a marking of time when your identity as God's beloved is fully revealed to you and to everyone, and that's just totally mind-blowing to think about what that means. You know, what does it mean to have that identity as a beloved child of God? And then the spirit drives us into the wilderness where we're tempted and things come up that make us question that identity. And this wilderness experience happens on and off throughout our lives. Uh, I was just thinking about how last week in the scripture, we were on the mountaintop in the transfiguration. Mm -hmm. And Peter wants to stay there, you know, of course. But Jesus is saying, no, we have to go down the mountain. And yes, we have this amazing experience of having our identity revealed to us which can happen at different times throughout your life, not just at your baptism, but then you go back and down into a valley and you're questioning your identity. And, you know, we're entering Lent. We're in the season of Lent, the first Sunday. And is a time to think about the things that we have done that have maybe hurt others or hurt ourselves or, you know, made us question that identity as a child of God. And I think that's just something that is we're always dealing and wrestling with issues of identity as human beings. But I think especially like in those middle school, high school years, we're figuring out our identities and we're always asking who am I and who is God and what is this all about? And, and it's also in that time of life, you know, when we're realizing that it's up to us to figure out what our identity is and we get to claim something Mm -hmm. about who we are. Um, and, and, um, this, this ritual of Lent and of, you know, being prompted by the Spirit to work out our identity. It's a time for pruning away whatever gets in the way of us doing that searching and that probing and that, that prodding, because it's not about like just that we have to follow the rules during Lent. It's like we're given this amazing invitation to give up something that is getting in the way of doing that inner probing and figuring out who we are as children of God today. Now, you know, cuz it's always changing. And then just finally to say that um even when we're in the valley and and we're in the midst of all those negative feelings about our identities that God is with us. It's like what you were saying Charlotte, just you know, the angels are there in this most desolate of times in Jesus's life, the angels are there and he's not bereft of God's presence. And I think that you know, for me, there are times when it's very clear that God is present and I'm having this glorious mountaintop experience. And then there are times when it's much harder to feel God's presence. But the truth is that God is inevitably with us no matter what.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, friends, that that actually is Three points and a lot of really fantastic conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, I could talk to you guys all day. Just the best conversation today for sure. Um, Well, it's because
1: we're the
2: champions, Charlotte. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's what it is. Please. We had our Wheaties this morning.
0: (laughs) So point number one belonged to Maya, and that was about our belovedness and the fact that sometimes we forget how deeply we are loved without need for doing anything for it, um, and that that happened to Jesus too. Um, point number two was mine, and it was about how the Spirit is always moving, sometimes pushing us, sometimes driving us, sometimes pulling us, and sometimes maybe just traveling at our side. And point number three was Hannah's, and that was why our time in the desert and the wilderness is important, and what that looks like as we're heading into Lent, how we can make more room for a closer relationship with God, either through repentance or in just really accepting our own belovedness and letting go of some of that drive for perfection and other things in our lives. And we're curious, like, what did you take from this gospel? What part of this conversation resonated for you? And What are you going to do for Lent to draw closer to God? What is going to be your Lenten journey? Um, And if you are inspired to share that with us, please send us an email, um, faith 2 edsd.org or hit us up on the website, myfaith2go.org or even on Instagram, however you feel inspired to connect because we really and truly do want to hear from you and to know how this podcast stood out for you today. And until next time, I think that it's time for us to say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Thanks, guys.